Okay. <laughs> so basically, I jumped in this clubhouse room, and there was a whole bunch of influencers. There were at least like everyone was like 100K, 300K. I don't think anyone was at a million. But they were basically like, you know, I've been on, on I've been on Instagram since day one. I'm super. This is this is dying. Blah blah blah. All this stuff. Like we're we're upset. All this stuff. And then, basically, the guy made an example. He's like, you know, it's it's just weird. It's just like, I'll orchestrate a trip. I'll go to the mountains. I got a brand deal. I do all this work. I wake up. I plan it. I get all these really good shots, and I post it. And I think the work is good. And then all of a sudden, I take a a video with my phone, just 15 seconds, and I post it on Reels, and it gets a million views and 80,000 likes. And the other post just got like 2,000. He's like, I don't understand. It's not fair because what does that mean? Because we put all this work into it, and it's not getting getting the same amount as something that I didn't even put any thought into. I don't get it. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, isn't that a good thing? Like... You're meant to, you should just capitalize on the thing that's so easy, but it's like when it comes down to it, it really is just ego. Everyone just wants they want their work to be rewarded equally rather than serving their audience and capitalizing on what their audience wants. And I think that's the biggest disconnect from the original Instagram crowd and yeah. the new and the new creators who create for other people. It's it's the banger photo mentality. Cuz and the one thing too is I think there is there is a solution. You can create a banger photo that does well on the Instagram platform right now, but you have to adjust your mindset. It has to be like a creative journal. You have to show like the banger photo and then as the cover of the reel, and then you have to show the journey, like show yourself getting in the van, climbing the mountain, taking the photo with all with your phone so it looks super raw, and then do a quick transition, boom, banger photo, and just say, and then leave it with like, you know, if you have a brand deal, like plug them in, you know, <laughs> like, like plug in that adventure. And like, it's just like, the, that's how you do it. You have to do it that right now. And it's like, if you don't want to compromise the consistency of your feed, just change the cover photo. It's it's all good. My banger photo right now, my most banging photo is a screenshot of a tweet. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just like, I think they're just so into like, my thought process should be rewarded. And it's not the correct mentality right now. So I think that leads us into, I don't know if this is too long for the intro, but three minute intro. No, people want to hear this. Yeah. So it's called Reggie Ranch. Ranch. I mean, (laughs) hashtag Reggie Ranch. Hey, this is Reggie Ballesteros. Yeah. And my name is Iroh. And this is the Focus Shoot Development Podcast, where we help you focus, shoot, develop in your consecration and your photography. So today's, I think that intro was pretty good. I mean, like we had we had to just start recording because it was a good story. But I think it's just there's there's a lot of disconnect. And I think the biggest, the cool thing about having going in that clubhouse room was that I was able to understand exactly where they're coming from because I empathize with it. I empathize with doing something for so long and then. A change happens and you don't want to do it. I mean, it's kind of like my approach with Lightroom versus Capture One, right? Like, I got to do so much more work to create this quote-unquote less than (laughs) photo. And everybody's like, Capture One does it so well. But I don't want to change. But at this point, I'm not relying on the tool to get me by. But, like, there's there's influencers on Instagram that have to get certain reach numbers. And it's it's not working. So I think that kind of segues into... 
what are the big Instagram myths in going into 2021? And we asked the audience, both on our accounts, we put up a sticker, like what's the biggest Instagram myth that you want either busted or, you know, confirm, right? Yeah. And it's like very similar in both ends uh, for like what Reggie got and what I got. People saying the same things. People are all disgruntled or they've heard so many things throughout the past few years that this is what you need to do. This is what you should do. And we're going to go through every single one. Yeah. And like kind of bust them out. And like, yeah. Some of them I'm pretty excited about because there's like, there's two answers really, but some of them are like pretty encouraging for those who are starting out, I think. Yeah. And some things that I did this past week was just do something different, like post less on Instagram. Mm hmm do so do a, a screenshot like experiment and do some things like that so we'll have some things to like kind of help you out from there as well cool so the first the first myth that i got was basically getting views and likes isn't worth it because it does not bring in more business yeah <laughs> what are your thoughts on that okay so this past <laughs> let's say it's a complicated answer yeah, because when people say this, it it's very interesting because the past, let's say, month and a half, two months, yeah. I would post like more client facing, more like pitch to like book me. But yeah. really this past month, I've just been posting tips on like helping photographers because I haven't really, I look, took a two week break of shooting, but people were still coming into my profile and asking me in the DMs, Hey, I would like to book you. Hey, yeah. like I'm still getting business inquiries. And it's, it's, I think, cause my account is growing as well. And it, and it helps with that. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I think it is worth it for people to see your account, especially if you hashtag properly. Definitely. Because a lot of I asked people, how did you find me? I found you by searching Orlando photographer on the hashtags. Yeah. And I think how are you going to get up there is through through likes and views. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because that's the only way that you can move up in a hashtag page is you have to have some type of leg up versus the other competition to be in the top. Because most of the time, the way it works is on Instagram, either you have the recent page and the top page for a hashtag, the recent page will get flooded within minutes most of the time. So you have to gamble and put all your cards in trying to make it on the top page before you have to make some pretty stellar content or you have to focus on really low-level hashtags. But with reels, if there's reels on a hashtag, more than often than not, the top left post is a reel. The top left or top right? I think top left. Yeah. The top left is the reels. So that's like the number one and the number three. And I think the number, no, number one, four, and seven spot. So like you get three spots if your reel can make it, right? So that's why Iram and I have been focusing all on reels because when you get views through that, you do get people that roll in. And it really just depends on what your business is. I think that's, I'm going to focus on that part because there's two parts to it. You can, you can focus on teaching your trade, to other people, other peers, or you can focus on teaching your clients. Iron does kind of more on 50-50, if not more on the client side, whereas I teach purely people in my trade, like so photographers. And 
it's a matter of mindset. It's like you have to understand what your goal is. And if you want leads for your shoots, you got to you have to go in that way. Yeah. Because this is a top of your funnel. For me, mine is not converting that way. Mine is to get leads into eventually creating courses, digital products for photographers to make their workflows easier. And in that sense, my views and likes are purely getting me more business because they're not they're finding my accounts through that way. So you have to you have to give somewhere for people to go. It just doesn't turn into business automatically if you don't give a focus. Sometimes sometimes people just think you're passionate about it. But even if you put something as like DM me for collaborations, that will put like a bug in people's you know brains that like maybe they want to work, you know? Yeah. And it's that call to action. It's all about your call to action. Whether yeah. your your post gets a lot of like, I think it's the call to action in your caption that brings people in. So right now, when I look at through the hashtag sometimes, like, oh, I did this. I found you through the hashtag. My biggest thing on the hashtag Orlando photographer right now is my 30th birthday post. Is that the one that's bringing in business? Because <laughs> past bookings that I've gotten or inquiries that I've gotten in the past week, and I got like five or something. Yeah. They've all been birthday shoots. Oh, really? Yeah. So (laughs) yeah, that's cool. Like, did I strategize that post? Not really, but did it get a lot of likes and views? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And guess what's rolling in birthday shoots. It does, (laughs) it does bring in more business. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. So the next one, and I think this really hits with that intro is follows, follows matter. And I, I would like to say, no, absolutely. A hundred percent. It does not matter. Yeah. And it's proven, you know why? Because people with 50,000, people with 300,000, people with a million are bleeding followers every single day because they continue to do the same thing that they thought worked before. Mm-hmm. And Instagram is also deleting a lot of accounts that's like inactive or bought accounts. Oh, really? So I actually, my account bleed like. Oh, so that's what it is. Because those, so the bots are like going away so that's what's happening okay Mm -hmm. so about 30 to 50 a day on my account and that's why like my growth is a little slower because my account growth is 50 a day but i'm losing 30 to 50 a day so i'm really just gaining 20 followers yeah on average a day yeah and i think i think the other thing too is is like it it doesn't matter in the sense of like people's like oh you can only grow if you have a big account it's easier when you have a big account but i am I personally have people in my network that have fifty thousand, hundred thousand, and I'm I'm asking like, hey, what are, what are you getting for your your monthly reach? And I think let me, I think I have this screenshot. So I do know a, I'm not going to give out his name, even though he said he'll, I can give out his name, but he is a a landscape photographer, and he is um, did I save it? He is. He's got like almost 50,000 when I first started DMing him because we, we connected uh, through a professional connection. And then now he's like bleeding to like 40,000. So he's just and he's posting like every now and then. And he has phenomenal landscape work. It's just like Ansel Adams type stuff. That's like his main inspiration. And it's it's that good. Like he is not he is an artist, a fine art artist when it comes to creating you know, photos, but his, his monthly impressions over the past 30 days when I asked them was 250,000 impressions, right? Mine was 1.8 million. 
and I have a little less than a third of what he had. Like this was back when I had 20,000 and I just got like 5,000 in the past like two weeks or whatever. So it's just, it's just like, it doesn't matter. Cause, and then my engagement numbers are also higher than his too. So it doesn't matter about the numbers and you can have a, an account. I was doing it with that clubhouse person that was complaining. He had like 327,000. I did a quick calculation. He was getting a 1% engagement rate on his single photo post. And I'm getting 4% on my carousels and like way more. I don't even know what I probably like close to 10 to 12% engagement on my reels. Yeah. So it's just like people are just repeating doing the same thing that doesn't work and they're expecting it to just pop off. Exactly. Which is fine if you have experimental attitude, but you also have to start experimenting if it doesn't work for a long time. Like if it's not working for two years, yeah, try something different instead of just complaining to people. Mm hmm. And what happens is that they get burnt out from it. And so their work, you'll see, you'll start seeing it in their work. They get disgruntled, especially 2020. No one could go out and really shoot that much. Yeah. Like landscape photographers, they were able to. Yeah. But like wedding people, all these people who would be getting, who would be like 100K and all this, and they can't post any work. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were just trying to like incrementally post like single photo bangers for as long as they can. And it was just showing like, oh, this was my favorite one from like last year. And that was like it. Like it's not engaging, but they want to show people that they have something there. And it just brings me to like this this point that I keep echoing that keeps echoing from the OG Instagram people. It's like it's a living, breathing portfolio. Maybe it was day one when photographers started getting on it but you know instagram used to be a mobile photography sharing app too it's not that anymore and you don't care they don't care about that they they like they're fine with putting their 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 mirrorless and dslr photos but they can't wrap around their head that it's not it's not a living breathing portfolio anymore it's it should be more of just like a conversation platform a social platform to express and discuss and give value based on you and your personality and your creativity and how you see things. And you need to share that on every single medium possible because you're not just photos, you are a person. So you need to figure out creative ways to share who you are um, and your identity and what value you bring to your community in like every medium possible. Like, yeah. And if you can't do that, you're going to get passed up real fast. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's what it is. And, follows matters yes in the way that in in your uh ego because <laughs> it'll, 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 it'll keep you it'll keep you positive get going i think but also at the same time it'll go the other way is that if you gained 60k during yes. 2016 and what you're seeing now and you're still doing the same thing as 2016 follows matters because your ego went up yeah back in 2016 and you don't you don't have the humility to do something different yeah because it's like it used to work so i don't feel like i need to reinvent myself for this platform but if the platform is shifting you got to shift with it uh, otherwise you just seem like a. I don't know if anybody watched napoleon dynamite you know have you seen that movie <laughs> uncle rico is like man man you know it was if I just made that pass, coach would have put me in or something like or whatever. Like it's just like you can't just keep reminiscing about like what what if Instagram just did have the chronological algorithm? I would have crushed it. And just like 
yeah but it's not the case <laughs> it's like it's not anymore. <laughs> and i've been i've been even telling people who have high higher followings than me like you gotta do something different man. because those people if they shifted it would work the only difference would be is they need to test their waters for like at least a month to make sure their audience is on board because you need to learn your your audience and that's the thing that that's the thing that the original ogs didn't have to do they didn't have to learn what they reacted to no because like when I started posting reels, my audience hated it. They're like, it's too fast. So I started really refining how much words I put on there, how many examples I do. And if I move them in quick succession, I'm making sure that even like they're all pretty much centered composition because I, I know from like other filmmakers, if you do some a scene in quick succession, you have to make the focal point the same. So that's I even go down that deep. Like I need to make sure the focal point is the same for the text and the focal point is the same for the photos when I flash them very quickly. Because if you have to scan around, then it's not going to work. So it's even things like that. You have to get down to understanding like user experience. And if you don't want to do that, if you, I'm just a photographer, well, guess what? Instagram isn't just for photographers anymore. So you got to figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and here's the next one that we have. The more you post, the more bookings you get. <laughs> I think for me, that's that's like, it doesn't work. But I think for other people, it might. So I think the way that I translate this in my head is that I do think consistency matters. Just more, more to be honest, because that's how the machine works. That is how the algorithm works, at least from my experience. I think you're you're doing some tests on your own to see, so I'm curious to see how that works. But like, when I posted every day, for 100 days straight, I skyrocketed. I get, I got 10,000. I got like 9,700 follows in 100 days. Like I, I more than doubled my account. So it was just like that proves that consistency to the algorithm if you're doing the same thing or same quality, like for the most part, um, you're going to get that momentum. And you don't even have to perform every single post. There are some posts that I did that were terrible. But what I made sure to do is I didn't. I didn't give up. Like I just kept putting something else out and experimenting. So I think consistency as far as growth will help. Does it translate into bookings? That gets back to our first myth, right? Is that like it It will if you orient your traffic and call to actions in a way that promotes business. If you don't, then no. With a proper strategy, it will. Yeah. Like for example, if I, if I have a measuring point, like I would say my preset sales more than doubled, throughout those two months and then also I I added 25% to my waiting list for my course. So those are technically quote unquote bookings for the type of audience that I'm trying to groom, right? If you're counting wedding bookings, no, I didn't, but I also didn't po post anything wedding specific for my clients. Strategize for exactly. weddings. Yeah. Yeah, and for me like so the past the past month I've posted maybe like 10 to 15 in one month that's like really low <laughs> but Dang. most of yeah. my bookings or inquiries for bookings have happened in the past month yeah would you say though would you say that your direct message activity is has gone up it's are, gone up are you spending time in there because i think that's another thing too is people don't understand that the power there is real power in like the direct message like it's it's it, like it sounds like a joke, like sliding into those DMs, but like brand deals, business deals, they all happen in the DMs, like legit. I don't even use my email anymore. <clears throat> it's all through 
the DMs, yeah. a lot of the things exactly. that happen. Exactly. It starts there and I shoot them to my email. Yeah. And it's it's all about starting starting conversation. And the other thing too is if you're if you're if you're linking up with a big account and you're a nobody and you want something, you just gotta come out and like maybe like ask for it pretty quickly. Cause it's like I hate the people just go, hey. And then they wait for me to respond. I'm like, I know you want something already, so just ask. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're really trying to make a friendship. Because there's another person that I, I direct message because I've been a fan of hers for a long time. And she was she was one of those OG influencers. And I just wanted to understand how that world works. So I started just asking her. And she started sharing. And then I, I brought up one of the brands. I was like, hey, how'd you, how'd you get in touch with this brand? Like, I'm curious how that relationship built. And then she's like, oh, I've been good friends with them. You want? Do you want me to introduce you to them? That was it. Like, I didn't even ask for it. And it happened. And now I'm part of that um, collaborator group on that company. And they sent me some products. And I haven't haven't created any content with it yet. But, like, I'm in there. I'm, like, in there with the their top-tier influencers as far as, like, ambassadors go without having to do much other than just direct messaging somebody. Yeah. So it happens. This kind of goes into, like, everyone becomes famous that someone wrote um, yeah. as one of the That's messages. another myth, yeah. I mean, yes and no. And it, it's all about your network. Yes. The so network that you create and the net, the web of network that you've built. And it's all about relationships. Yeah. And that's what it is with the DMs. It's, it's relationships. So you become famous, not in like Ellen DeGeneres famous, but like yeah. you become known. Exactly. You become known and you have to work on everyone becoming known. And yeah. If you become known, the more booking you get and the more trust you get in the community. Yes, exactly. And I think, it, yeah, it's it's just like a cycle. It's like you start posting for your, your small circle of audience that all of them are unknown people, but they start doing more and more and more, right? And then some other, they'll message another photographer like, oh, I love your content. And then they'll say something like, hey, check out this guy. And then some big other photographer checks out your stuff. And then you get known from that. Or like, I, I got most of my following on Fujifilm because I got, uh, interviewed on Kevin Mullen's podcast, like way in the beginning, they they wanted to interview me because of a YouTube video I made, and then I you know I connected with John Branch and made some connections with him so that I had kind of one less uh, degree connection to Fujifilm, and now I'm with Fujifilm, and now I'm connecting with all the creators in there because I have a intro to them because they're part of the same roster of ambassadors. So you just have to create those things, and now I'm. Now, you know, it's it's not it's not a selfish motive, but it's just like they're all part of the same community, so why not just mm -hmm. allow my audience to see them and at the same time I'm I'm getting introed into their audiences and those people are finding me because and following me because I'm so different. I'm not posting street portraits, I'm not posting wedding bangers, I'm posting like actual ways for people to improve and they'll be like, Wow, I found your I found your account and just like from this other guy because they reshared your story and it's just like it's crazy. So like you just gotta you can you can be famous if you want to if you if you stay diligent and and you Iron and I always talk about you got to focus on your why you can't just have your goal I want to be famous it's not gonna work but you can be famous for something that you do well or that you're passionate about yes so like uh, as becoming famous or everyone does this it's how you deal with it and what that status mean to you. Exactly. So what are you going to use your platform for? Exactly. A lot of people DM me and I reply to almost every single one. Same here. It's it's tedious. <laughs> and people 
are so grateful for it. Yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for replying. I'm like, this is a decent human being thing is to just reply to someone's question. Yeah. A lot of creators don't. And it's funny because a lot of people don't. And we, you and I both have now over 25,000. You have like 26,000 something. It's not impossible. So I don't understand why these people with 10,000 have no time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think it's just like they don't want to. They don't know where the request box is. And the other thing is that what you do with it. And I think it's because we started very low. Yeah. And we were already doing that at 2000. Yeah. And I think this is why we have a better audience retention and people yes. like to stick around is because it's a community for us. Yes. Or the ones that started before who's disgruntled now. It wasn't yeah. a community. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I'll come out here and people are going to hate me, but it was a basically a way to feed your ego. I'm going to post my best work. People are going to love me because what I put in is what I get out. And they're upset about that. It's just like the way that I think about content, what can I put in that might be valuable for my audience? And then if it doesn't work, it's like, wow, they didn't find that valuable. Let me get back to the drawing board to figure out why they didn't like it or when what will be more helpful. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's like, that's the cycle. It's like, I'm trying to fix a problem for somebody else. I'm not trying to fix my own problem with a vanity metric. I think that's really, yeah. unfortunately, that's what the OG Instagram used to be. And people can try to defend all they want, but that really was what the, what the culture was. Mm -hmm. And it's changing. Yeah. And that's what we're... Over Tom. <laughs> so the next one is uh, the first like five minutes, the first like few minutes. I think it's, people say like the 30 minute rule is very important for a post success. And I think there's, there's two different, there's two different aspects that we want to talk about here. You can talk about the reels part because the reels part is big, which, but I'll, I'll talk about just this, the, the regular posts on a feed. So it's, it's not actually it seems like the first 30 minutes are really what are triggering it, but it's more of just a coincidence in my opinion. So what it is, is you can think of the algorithm and it's, it's push on reach as kind of like a ripple effect. You're going to throw a stone into like a pond, like a pebble into a pond. And you see like the waves kind of emanate from a circle going out more and more and more. So if you kind of think about that analogy, when you post your post out there, that's kind of like the first ripple. And the first ripple is going to hit just your audience. If your audience, if you are in line with your audience, they're going to like with it, they're going to engage with it, et cetera. And they're only going to test on a subset of your audience. So maybe it's like, maybe like less than 10%, I would say, maybe like two, 3%. So you have to have your audience all be kind of on the same page so that that small percentage is still going to pop off. If that pops off, they're going to show it to more of your audience and also to other reach metric or reach avenues. So explore, hashtags, suggested or whatever. I don't know. So they're going to show them there. And then if that has the same reaction, it's going to just show it to more people and then more people and then more people. And that is why the first 30 minutes seems like it's important is because you need to be successful with your own audience first or they're not going to get it past there. What I have noticed though is if your own audience doesn't like it, Instagram will still try to show you to other people because I've noticed that my least successful posts are the ones that have the highest percentage of non-following accounts engaging with it. So they're they're not out there to attack you. They're actually throwing you a bone because once you fail with your audience, they still try to push it out to other people. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to do as well because you don't have that momentum of, you know, like exposure to engagement back. It's a cycle. So yeah. 
the more likes you get, the more views you get, the more likes you get, the more views you get. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. But the key there is know what your audience wants, give them that in a way that's authentic and what you're passionate about and optimize for the platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of leads into reels, right? Yeah. For reels, it's really interesting because of the way that they push it. I don't really know how they push it, but they push it to your audience. They push it, I guess, to the hashtags, and then they have their algorithm for it. That's different from your regular algorithm. Yeah, they have the reels page in the middle, the one in the middle tab. Yeah, and it's a slower burn, way slower burn, because a reel could not could be doing average in the first week but then blow up next week or in two weeks. You never know what's going to happen. And so it's just an experiment, experimental thing. So like just the way that they're experimenting with it, we're exper- experiment with the content with them. Yes. And then you'll be seen more because of that. And reels tend to get fewer comments. I don't even know how much shares you have because you don't have the analytics, <laughs> but it's, you can you can see you can see shares if you share it to your feed. Yeah. But it's only on that day. Not how many in a post. Yeah, exactly. In the insights you can see that. But if you don't have it on your feed, you won't be able to look at the saves and all that. But the shares and all that. And this kind of <sighs> goes to what I always tell people is that don't it's more about the stories. Show up on people's stories. And I think that bus the first 30 minutes for me. I think the first 30 minutes, cool, yes. But the first hour, two hours, three hours is strong if people are sharing your stuff on yeah. their Yeah, exactly. And like to, to, to combat like that, you said the slower burn. Like I posted a reel on December 30th that got over 440 something thousand views. It's still getting likes today. Mm-hmm. So it, there's no, with reels, it's new territory with, with maybe Instagram regular posts. It's only going to be from random reshares and stuff that people are going to like it or people scrolling through your feed after they found you. Yes. But the reels, it's like, you get like two, if you have a good piece of content, it's like two to three weeks that you can have exposure from it and you can ride the wave and you can try to put other things underneath that wave that get to get a more of a bump. Yeah, totally. It's, it really it comes down to the kind of content that you created and is it evergreen? Like people would watch it again and it's relevant almost timelessly. Like if we're talking about composition and it's something that people would watch over and over from now, two years from now, five years from now. Yeah. And it'll still be relevant. That's what I mean by evergreen content. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I I mean, first minutes of a post is important. And not important at the same time. <laughs> yes. It depends on the kind of post that you're creating. Yeah. And I think I think part of it too is if you're starting out, like use your own data points. Like if you only got 100 followers and like one post gets 10 likes in the first 30 minutes, the other one gets 40 likes in the first 30 minutes, then just use your own data. Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to compare that to somebody who's got like 2,000. Like you comparatively double down on the thing that works try something new for the things that don't like that's all you really got to do and it also comes down to how many people are online when you're posting so yes get your insights when you're or you can go into instagram live 
um like you can you don't have to go on live but you can see yeah that one that one's an advanced advanced technique for sure i i still haven't done that <laughs> i've only done it once but i've i've kind of been posting morning and night and that's yeah. one, that's when i know people are on so like yeah. around 9 a.m people are doing their morning scroll yeah for sure when they just wake up nightly scroll yeah, yeah. all right we should we should try to move on past this last i think the last two we can kind of put them together so band hashtags and also closely related shadow bands and then just hashtags in general what are your i think you're you're the hashtag you're the hashtag person between the two of us <laughs> we can talk about shadow band and band hashtags yeah. i think they so band hashtags are real just because yes. there are things that they need to censor certain things like uh, pornography and exactly. all these uh, things hate that can trigger people, yeah, yeah. hate speech yeah. and all that. So yes, they are real. Now let's it, uh, shadow ban. Yeah, and then I, I do want I do I do want to tell people how to find those in order to if you want to think about something that's shadow banning. If you post a post and just nothing pops off, and you've used the same things from before, and you maybe you change one thing, it might be that new hashtag. But you can also check in a hashtag and go to the recents page. Did they disable that still? Oh yeah, no, it's still there. No, no. Go go to the recents page and look through to make sure there's been a recent post in the past like, you know, hour or so. <laughs> if if not like the next few minutes cuz it's popular and also go to the top page and make sure that there's been a post within the past like month at the very least. If there hasn't, most likely it's banned or it's disabled because people have been abusing the tag. Yeah. And there you'll also see that there's also when you search for a hashtag, if it's a banned one, it'll have like a a message saying this hashtag has been banned. So don't use it. Dude, somebody somebody's using I just <laughs> somebody's using my Reggie B photography hashtag for their reels. <laughs> I think someone's just copying Why? And pasting your hashtags. No, but it's totally no, they they have all these other things and then they copied a few like photography by some other person. Photography they've copied like four other photographers and that was one of the ones what the heck can you like can you like disable people from using yeah and the guy who has the top photo oh my god this is hilarious a competitor is using my <laughs> that's so funny i can i like share this it's like a local competitor yeah is following my hashtags that's kind of i don't really care but it's just funny that they're using my reach to yeah, it's somebody that like they they shot my friend's wedding. Yeah, it's just kind of hilarious that, and this is yeah. yeah I, don't I don't know why they did that. They're on your reels hashtag. I need to build my hat. No, well, this one is a, a regular post. They use my hashtag for some other reason. That's so funny. I think because I'm like I'm like ranking on all these, so they think it's something. Um, sorry, we went down. You go back to the hashtag thing. <laughs> yeah, so I'll go into shadow bands because yeah. that also kind of ties into your hashtags mm -hmm. before and we're not sure if it's real or not and i feel like i've been shadow banned in some hashtags because i overused it and yeah. there's also some hashtags that I, I use almost every time and i still show up on there yeah and so the way that i got around to it is you take a break from that hashtag and if you don't want to take a break from that hashtag reels don't ban hashtags or shadow ban people. So like Orlando photographer, I used to show up a bit more, not as much now. 
And I think because I used it all the time and I'm not on that uh, on regular posts anymore, but on reels, I show up. So it, it really is about like changing things up, making different um, hashtag clouds for yourself and mm-hmm. using different ones um, every time you post. If you're a single post carousel poster, diversify have like four hashtag clouds and tell this to people so that you don't get banned from one or the other yeah and i think the reason the reason why they're doing that is because they're trying to avoid people that are robots like yes scheduling the same post over and over and over and over with the same hashtags that's what they're trying to avoid Mm -hmm. if you're doing it correctly it kind of hard because you have to recycle the hashtags i actually don't recycle mine like i don't shift them to different i just use the same thing so who knows if that's hurting my engagement or not but yeah i don't i don't do what iram's doing in that sense yeah Um, i i mean i haven't in a while that's what i tell people yeah just just to cover yourself (laughs) what the thing with our posts is that they're shareable so they rely on our the engagement of our audience yeah which makes a big difference and the other thing too is i want to tell people is that like Yes, hashtags will work. Sometimes they don't. I want to say like all my successful posts as of recent have the least reach from hashtags. Yep. As far as my carousel posts. Like I have one with like 19,000, no sorry, 1,949 saves. Hashtags doesn't even show up in the reach metric. It's less than 400 because it would, it'll, t- it'll tell you your top reach stuff from, you know, 13,000 were from my homepage. And then explore was f- almost 5,000. So it's just like when you're starting out, it will help a little bit, but it's kind of like the weather. Like you go out to shoot, you're committed to shoot that day. If you have good weather, then it's good. If you don't, just you're a professional, just figure it out. Like that's that's kind of, you just move on. If you have that mentality and then if you want to try to optimize, you can, but again, you have to have that forgiving approach to yourself. Well, if I didn't get it, that means it didn't work, but you also have to, it's weird with hashtags, you have to try them for like four or five sequential posts in a in a row. Mm-hmm. for the algorithm to start trying to consider you as a, a creator for that hashtag like that gets pushed up so it's you're training a machine too so it's 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 not as simple as like the first time you fail it's done so just again experiment <laughs> yeah. which kind of goes to our actionable tips for this week yes so we have we have six tips for you all to bust these myths and also to hopefully encourage some growth and positive mindset on creating and sharing on Instagram. Yeah. So my first one that I tell people every time is to strategize and understand your audience. Sorry. Figure out who your target audience is. And you can see this through analytics, like they're 25 to 35s. What do they like? Start seeing and understanding and analyzing who you're creating content for. Yes. And find ways that what will they share? Understand this. And so that your content will get more push. I started to create more content that is shareable last year, targeted towards photographers, targeted towards people around Orlando and for also for helping clients. And I got a boost because people like it and people want to share it. Yeah. And it did, I didn't have to rely on the algorithm for most of it nice yeah and this is closely related to to mine i think i think you you filled in like it seemed like you you filled in so they all kind of flowed together which is kind of cool is to communicate communicate a clear promise and the way you do that is by going on 
your profile and just making dedicate one of those lines to what people will get out of specifically following you on the platform. Not what you do, not what you're passionate about specifically. Like literally what are they going to get? Like by following you, are they going to, you know, funny laughs every single day or like cool stories every week or something like that? Like you just come up with something that's very clear. So mine is bite-sized tips to level up your photography. And that is literally what I do. I give little bite-sized tutorials and things every single day or at least five days a week that people can rely on that they're going to get. And they follow because they just scroll through my feed like, wow, he really does post almost every single day. I'm going to stay here. So the other way too is feed consistency as far as frequency of what you are promising. That way when people show up, it's just like showing up to a store. You look out what's inside. Yeah. And like, do I want to stay in the store and shop around or not? That's you got like three seconds or so to to get that person to like once they visit your profile, are they gonna follow or not? That's kind of like what you have to do. So you have to communicate a clear promise and just like with words, like because that's the most obvious way you can do it. So come up with a clever way to summarize what you're going to pro- to give them as far as value on the Instagram platform and then just show up on the feed and deliver on what you're saying. Yeah. That will lead to conversions because if you want to grow on Instagram, you you can get viral as all you want, but you need to convert that viral traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, the third one that people can do is to just have the mindset to just post it. If it doesn't do well, figure out why. And that kind of ties in with what you said or what you're about to yeah. say about yeah. having an, ex- an experimental attitude. Yeah. And I think I'll shift the wording here a little bit because what you said is pretty much experimental, but like have, I would say have more a methodical scientific approach to it as far as what your experiments go and and have actions to take based on how that experiment pans out. If you are failing at it, you're not getting the traction you want, that is a data point about what your audience does not like, what doesn't work for them, what's confusing, what's distracting, something. Something is wrong with it, and you have to figure out through more succession of tests or even just ask them, what did you like about this? Because when I started posting in Reels, everyone told me what they didn't like. And I got upset a little bit at first, but then afterwards I was like, okay, what would you improve? And they started giving me feedback, and I was able to make it better. And if you do have things that are successful, double down on those things. Like, do them more or remix them into a different format. If you have a regular post that does well, post it as a cur- or a reel. If you have a reel that does well, if you're feeling tired one day, just make it 10 swipes. Just take some of the still frames of that thing, make it 10 swipes. Like, that's what I'm doing, like, right now. Like, I, I'm just trying to, like, keep myself in the long game. So I'm, I'm, I'm going back between composition reels and composition posts. And I'm just using the carousels as a tester to see which ones do better than the others ones. And then I'm just pulling all the best like 10 examples and making it into a reel after the fact. So And photographers, it's old work. Yeah, yeah. I'm posting work like some of the work is from like 2016. But it's I'm I'm conveying a certain concept. I'm pulling the best examples from a certain concept. And it, that what makes it cool is that they're my photos. They're real clients. So people are a little bit more energized to to view it versus like somebody just teaching a photo, a brick wall, a paid model shoot. Like I'm trying to show them from the lens of a wedding photographer. So that's kind of what makes it a little bit more specific. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's real. It's don't overthink it. Recycle. Like yeah. it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> And if you are if you are rapidly growing and you're getting burnt out, Iram and I literally will repost post after two or three months. Yeah. And we'll maybe we'll change the cover, 
sometimes arm doesn't change anything. <laughs> but the, the the reason behind this is because if you're rapidly growing, there's new people who most people don't look back through your feet. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be like, wow, this is great. This is great. And they just, if you, if it's good content from a while back, it's going to do good again. You, you just either need to remix it for the people who are around or just accept that they're going to say, this is an old post, but it's a good reminder. Um, yeah. You know, something like that. But I, I've started to repost posts when I'm really tired <laughs> or just don't want to do anything or want to filler and it works. Yeah, it does. And then the next one, is don't just rely on Instagram to post. Diversify yes. where yes. you post, whether it's Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, all yes. these social platforms. It's social. People will will see it in different places. Post your Instagram on Pinterest. It's weird. People don't think it works, but it does because people <laughs> use yeah. Pinterest as a search engine. So one of my favorite search engines. Yeah, especially for graphic design. Yeah. Graphic design, all of that. And even comedy, people find memes there. TikToks. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a friend who has a pin board of just memes. Nice. And TikTok, it's... So here's some of the things that I like to do on my reels is I keep... If I've made it on TikTok, I keep the, the watermark, the TikTok watermark. Yeah. Because it tells people, hey, you can find me on TikTok too. Oh, so it becomes it's like cross promoting my yeah, work. Yeah. Same as the Twitter. I guess the Twitter thing will work too. Is it like maybe I'll follow them on Twitter? Telling people I'm yeah. all on these other platforms. I've had some people follow me on Twitter this week. Maybe like okay, but TikToks is strong. If you post on TikTok, you have a link that tells you tells them to go to Instagram. People will do it, and a lot of the followers that I've gotten past couple of years is, or past a uh, couple months is because I posted on both platforms. And yeah, let's see how Twitter goes in the next couple months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think very closely related, no, no coincidence is I think my last, the last actual tip is to have somewhere to direct your traffic to. Once you start getting your account rolling, you need to push them somewhere. If you want to make money, if you want to grow your influence, something you got to push the traffic somewhere. So give a call to action in your profile, give ca call to actions in your captions, and even in the end of your post, if you have something immediately that will be evergreen to put on a post, push them to your website, another social platform. If you have free information or knowledge that you can give them, create a link for it, a download link. If you have an email list, that's another good thing to create because once you have all these lawsuits and platforms that that blow up and then go back down. Like you need to have something that lives on forever. And I think email list is probably the most powerful thing that you can create um, because then you have a way to always connect with these people. If, for example, if Instagram died down, yep. I think Iron and I would be pretty short on like, you know, we'd hopefully we'd have converted all the audiences somewhere else, but I do have currently 1600 or 1700 people on an email list. So that's another way that I can reach people and try to rekindle connections and put them somewhere else or, give value but yeah you have to be mindful about directing your traffic don't just build an audience just for the sake of building an audience yeah like do something with it if you if if you want to spread creativity then connect all those people i don't know like create something else because these platforms will die down eventually or you know in general just creating an instagram audience doesn't do anything on its own yeah exactly and things things change so like Things could be banned at one time or be different. So you have to find ways 
to push people to different places and that they'll they're able to find you somewhere else maybe facebook facebook is like (laughs) pretty much unless you're like a facebook is good for ads though and there's video feeds that actually do well yeah actually facebook groups is a good way to share your posts Reggie does this all the time and he gets told all the time. Yeah, on YouTube though. Not, I don't share my Instagram posts. I stopped doing that because those people have, they care about the execution or the technicalities. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. But yeah, those are six things that you can do this week, next week to kind of change things up and kind of think about to help you in your Instagram journey. Yeah. What is what is the uh, the hashtag again? We should tell people at the end of this if they're still listening to share it with the hashtag. Oh, I don't know. Do we have one? I thought you made one. Hashtag yeah. FSD podcast. Um, yeah. So you can share or post like that, or if you have a post um, that you want to topple us in the hashtags, you can oh, use that. I don't even think I put it on anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. But yeah, you can also um, follow us on Instagram, obviously, at uh, ReggieBPhoto, and uh, shoot me a DM or follow me on there, ask any photography questions you have. Yeah, and the same for me. My name's IRMDPhoto on there, A-I-R-A-M, and DM me at any time if you have any questions. All right. That's it. 